الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن اراد الاخره وسعى لها سعيها وهو مؤمن فاولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصف الكلام الكريم فالزنلز توفيق الله تعالى we get this opportunity to gather for the remembrance of allah taala to take his name discuss some things that would become a means inshallah of us gaining some degree of closeness to allah taala so this is the intentions with which we should gather the purpose and the objective should always be in front of us it should never be just merely something that has to happen every week so for that purpose well we would now reach whatever venue it may be to the extent that we have this objective clear in our hearts and minds inshallah accordingly allah taala will bless us so this is a great gift from allah taala that he makes it possible for us to get together and in this way every one of us benefits from the combined noor of iman of the entire gathering when mu'minin the believers in allah taala those who are conscious of allah taala gather and everyone has a certain degree of noor of iman and like one bulb of 10 watts will give off a certain amount of light and if there are 100 bulbs of 10 watts each then that place will be lit up accordingly be multiplied 100 times <clears throat> and all those bulbs you cannot distinguish which one is giving the light where all are combined so likewise when a gathering of deen takes place wherever it may be then the combined noor of iman benefits everybody benefits the speaker benefits the listeners the white prado blocking the driveway please remove the vehicle white prado so this is something which we should be conscious of and keep our hearts open for this and inshallah accordingly allah taala will grant us this benefit when a person is born in this dunya he comes totally ignorant he has no idea of anything Allah akhrajakum min butuni ummahatikum la ta'lamuna shay'a Allah Taala says that Allah Taala brought you forth into the dunya Allah Taala brought you out of the bellies of your mothers la ta'lamuna shay'a in a condition that you knew nothing person doesn't have any idea of anything in dunya But then Allah Taala makes him aware of things as the child grows as he goes ahead in life he learns from people around him learns how to start speaking how to start 
understanding things. And then a time comes when he now gains a lot of knowledge, he understands a lot. But in all this, what is very vital is that to understand what is his direction in life. Where is he headed to? And in order to give him this direction, Allah Ta'ala sent down his most special servants, the most chosen servants, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. And they gave insan the direction of what is his destination, how to get there safely, what will make him successful in his endeavors. They gave him the formula of success. They didn't leave anything to the imagination of insan. Otherwise, if it was left to our imagination, then every person would think in his own manner and each person would come to his own conclusions of what might be the way to this success. But Allah Ta'ala sent down his special messengers, his servants, sent down wahi upon them, sent down the revelation. Allah Ta'ala made them engage in various a'mal which were recorded by the sahaba ikram and that became also the direction, that also became the guidance. So to the last detail, we have been given complete guidance, complete direction, complete, uh, the path has been opened out to us, that a person in the short life of dunya, how can he make it successful? So in order to gain success, in this ayat of the Quran Sharif that has been recited, Allah Ta'ala gives us the fundamentals of gaining success. The person wants to be successful in anything, these are the fundamentals. What is even in dunya, the same fundamentals apply. And obviously dunya is a very temporary place. A person who makes dunya his objective, then he has already failed. Dunya is a passing phase. Dunya is a place that he will use. He will pass this journey of dunya in a way that makes the real life successful. So any case, but the same fundamentals apply. And the fundamentals are basically, one is an intention. Not just an intention that is a wish. One is a wish. People wish many things. Person sits down or lies down and he starts wishing the whole world. So just wishing is not called an intention. A determined intention. A person wants to become something in dunya, he wants to become a doctor, an engineer, he wants to become some professional, he wants to take up some other field, he wants to be open, get into big business. So that starts off with a determination. First he's made a determination, he made a firm intention, this is what I want to do. He perhaps might have consulted people beforehand, he was now in his metric year and he was discussing with various different people. But finally he came to a determined intention. This is what I want to do. So half a dozen things were in front of him. He discounted all the other things. This is the line I want to take. So it started off with that. But up to that last day, that now he has to make a decision to go somewhere, he has still half a dozen things in front of him. Say, well, I'm still thinking, well, I wish to do this. He'll get nowhere. First thing, he's got a decision, a determined intention. So now that he's got a determined intention, now he'll have to find out what is the road to that. A person wants to become a doctor and then he takes a drive down to the 
agricultural school. So they'll ask him, why are you here? So he says, I've come here to become a doctor. They'll say, first you should consult a doctor. Because if you can read this board outside, that this says agricultural school, and you've still driven inside here, and you want to become a doctor, then you should first be consulting a doctor. That you urgently require some treatment. How can you expect that you will be able to become a doctor in the agricultural school? You'll have to go to the place where you'll become a doctor. You'll have to go to medical school. So a person wants to achieve something, it starts off with the determination, then how to achieve it, where to go to, what to do. So in life, in day-to-day things also, he will ask people of true experience and knowledge. People who have already traversed that path. Somebody who has become a doctor, now he's interested, he will speak to him, that how you go about this, what are the things that would be necessary, whatever else he will need to know. So he'll ask from a doctor. He wants to become an engineer, he'll ask from an engineer. He wants to become an agriculturalist, he will ask the such a person. So the second very crucial thing is, to know the path, which is the path to walk on, to learn which road to take. And that will be understood by speaking to those who have already understood that road, who have already walked on that road, who have already traversed that path. And then there is still one more very crucial aspect, that he has the determined effort, the determined intention. He is 100% sure what he wants to get, where he wants to end up. And then he's found out also, where do I have to go? And how do I go about this? What are the things I will need to do? He's found out all the necessary aspects. The information is at his hand. But then he sits down and does nothing. He's got that determined intention. He's got all the information on hand. But he sits down and relaxes. So he will get no way also. What will be required together with these two things is a determined effort. What is the intention? Knowing where to go. But together with that, a proper effort. An effort that is in accordance to what he wants to get. There is an effort that even the child in kindergarten makes. Child in preschool also makes some effort. Child in primary school also makes effort. And then somebody in high school also makes an effort. And then somebody in medical school also makes an effort. But there's a world of difference between all these different efforts. Now somebody in medical school wants to make the same effort like that child in pre-primary. See, but that's effort required. So obviously he's not going to get anywhere also. So the effort that is in proportion. He makes the correct effort in proportion to what his objective is. Then Allah Ta'ala by his grace and mercy makes it possible for him to acquire what he has set out for. So a person set out to become something in terms of the professions of dunya, Allah Ta'ala makes it possible for him. That is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya. That a person who makes that determined effort, Allah Ta'ala opens a way for him. So, when a person makes that determined effort in dunya, Allah Ta'ala opens it for him. The same thing applies to a greater extent in terms of deen. The first thing is, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةِ Allah Ta'ala says that the one who is determined to achieve the bounties of akhirat. It's not just a wish. He's not just wishing I want to become a doctor. So he slept at night dreaming how he can become a doctor. And in the morning he wakes up and expects that I will already become a doctor. 
or maybe I'll keep dreaming for one year, ten years, it'll happen. No. It is a determined intention, something that is firm, that is committed. So a person, to start off with, has to have this determined intention. And this is the first point where shaitan comes and waylays a person. Shaitan prevents him from even making that determined intention. And as we've understood, without that determined intention, we'll get nowhere. That's the first step. And Allah Ta'ala describes this as the first step. Woman aradal akhira. That the one who has this determined intention to attain the bounties of akhirat and attain the success of the hereafter. So this determined intent, this is where shaitan comes. That you can try, it's useless you even trying to wake up for fajr. It's not going to work. You tried so many times and it didn't happen. Forget about it. Nauzubillah. Shaitan comes and puts in the heart of the person that you and becoming a wali of Allah Ta'ala, what are you dreaming about? That is something for others. Where are you going to ever become a wali of Allah Ta'ala? Whereas Allah Ta'ala has made wilayat so simple that it is something as simple as basically just making wudu or maybe lesser than that. Allah Ta'ala says, in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. That the awliya of Allah Ta'ala, the friends of Allah Ta'ala are the muttaqoon, those who adopt taqwa. And what is adopting taqwa? That a person in one moment makes sincere tawbah, makes a firm, determined intention not to commit those sins again, repents with all the conditions of tawbah, and he moves on now. He's already become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. In that moment of sincere tawbah and that determination that now I'm going to lead my life correctly, he's become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. Before we walk out of this masjid, we can all walk out as awliya of Allah Ta'ala. This is how easy Allah Ta'ala has made it. And then it's a matter of maintaining it. And then the thought that comes that, well, what if, what if again something happens and I slip? So a person is sometimes referred to this person always remains with wudu. Some people, mashallah, have that, that they always remain with wudu. But does that mean that this person's wudu never breaks? He also has to answer the call of nature. He also has to fulfill his needs. So his wudu will break. But whenever it breaks, he makes it again. He doesn't delay making the wudu again. So as a result, he is referred to as somebody always in the state of wudu. But that doesn't mean that he's 24-7. He'll go to sleep, his wudu will break. So likewise, a person who has made this sincere tawbah and has repented from all those sins, all those evils in his life and has made that firm resolution that all this is out of my life now. No more, I'm going back to it. And now he's walking clean. He's already become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. Allah forbid, if he perchance slips, he'll immediately repeat the process. Because that is our life. Our life is between tawbah which makes us muttaqi. And Allah forbid if we commit guna by mistake, we will again make tawbah and become muttaqi again. And this will be the cycle of life. Because we are not angels. We are not masum. We are the weak servants of Allah Ta'ala. But this is part of that determined effort to reach akhirat and to reach jannat, to reach the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Oman arad al-akhirah. Having firmly made this intention, 
So shaitan will come right at this stage. So when a person hasn't even got the intention of now, for example, trying to make it for Fajr with Jamaat, then he won't even make dua for that too. He's not even got any intention of trying. A person has got a determined intention. But now he feels that something that's just not working out, so now he'll make dua also. He'll ask others to make dua as well. He'll go about taking some advice. I need to get this in my life, but it's just not happening yet. So how do I go about it? Now what is making him do all this? Making dua, asking others to make dua, going about taking some advice, it is that determined intention. That he wants to get this. So that intention has now driven him. So if we don't even have a determined intention, then I want to become a wali of Allah Ta'ala. I want to perform my salah in the way that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi taught. I want to have my akhlaq like the akhlaq that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved and he taught. I want to be that person who is what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught or what was his akhlaq. Al-yanuhum arikatan. That a person very soft-natured and who was always smiling. That kind of akhlaq that way Nabi Sallallahu abada never took revenge for himself. No matter what happened. I want that kind of akhlaq. Where Nabi Sallallahu with his family, as Aisha Radiallahu says, that he was one among us. He didn't create any kind of distinguished uh, position for himself at home. Though he was of the, he was the greatest. After Allah Ta'ala, your position is the greatest. But yet at home he became one of the people of the house. Mending his own shoe when it required mending. Milking his own goat when it needed to be milked. And helping to sweep the house sometimes. Now, this was the akhlaq of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is how he conducted himself in public. This is the type of character that he displayed. So now when a person has this determined intention, this is the kind of akhlaq I want. I want my muamalat and my dealings to be 100% clean. I want to make sure that I don't have anybody's right on my head. That everything must be up clean. If it means that I have to lose out from my pocket, but in order to make sure that I haven't taken somebody else's right, well and good, no problem. But I don't want to trample anybody's right in any way. So when a person has this determined effort, Hazrat Imam Bukhari had the determined intention that I have to maintain my integrity and honesty and my clean record at every cost because I am now engaged in this acquisition of this great ilm of hadith. Such a great blessing of Allah Ta'ala. Such a great wealth. And as this knowledge moves on, the first thing that is done is that the narrator is scrutinized. After the imams of hadith, they recorded all the ahadith in their books, having scrutinized the narrators, now it became clear now for those later on that this book is all authentic or whatever the case is. But prior to that, each person was scrutinized individually. And the slightest doubt about somebody would make people cautious about taking hadith from him. One person went to one, he heard somebody had one hadith which he didn't have. So he went to visit him and went to try and meet him so that you can acquire this hadith from him. So this was a common thing. People in the thousands used to person engage in whatever in life, he's a businessman, he's a farmer, whatever, and he would also seek knowledge from time to time. 
So in any case, when he went there, he sees this person, he's trying to entice that animal, his horse or donkey or something, which had perhaps run away. So he's enticing it to come back, and he's showing him something in his clothes, like as if he's got some food or something. And he's calling him, calling that animal towards him. So this person observed, and then as he came closer, he realized that he's got nothing in his, he's just, so to say, deceiving that animal. So without listening to that hadith from him, he took a U-turn and returned. And he told him that if you can deceive this animal, then you are not trustworthy in the knowledge of hadith also. So Imam Bukhari had this in front of him. There mustn't be one blot on my name. He's traveling by ship and one person who became very friendly with him in the course of the conversation, that person dug out some information and in the process he came to know also that Imam Bukhari is carrying a bag of 30,000 dirhams, silver coins. 30,000 silver coins in this time will amount to hundreds of thousands of rands in terms of the buying power of that time. So, he got to know of this. So, in any case, this person was not a straight person. So, after, now this is a journey by ship, so it will take long. A day or two passed, one day late at night, he suddenly started shouting and screaming and crying at the top of his voice. Everybody gathered around. The captain of the ship came, what's the problem? He says, I had a bag of 30,000 silver coins, dirhams, and it's stolen. I don't know where is it. So the captain said, very easy, we're all on a ship, we're in the middle of the ocean. Simple is that we will search everybody, nobody can run away from here. Now this was the trick this person played, or the, the plan he made, the scheme he made, to try and rob Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi of this 30,000 dirhams. Because way on this middle of the ocean, he's going to prove that this was his and not somebody else's. So in any case, the search started. So from one person to the next, everybody is being searched. Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi is searched, all his belongings are searched, everything is searched, but there's nothing. Everybody is searched completely and not one sign of any bag of coins. This person also now, everybody started rebuking him. That what are you making such a din about? Nobody has got anything here and you just making up some story. Any case, this incident came and went. Now the time finally came, the ship docked and they are disembarking. This person comes to Imam Bukhari and says, tell me the truth. Where is that 30,000 dirhams? So he says that 30,000 dirhams, and I threw it into the sea. He says, 30,000 dirhams, you threw it into the sea? He says, yes. So why? He says, because down the line somebody will say he was accused of stealing. Afterwards, it was even cleared also, people won't remember that. And that one line against my name that he was accused of stealing, that too will become a barrier in me passing on this knowledge of hadith. This is a greater wealth for me. This 30,000 can be sacrificed. Wealth was for the protection of life and honor. Nowadays people will give their life, give their honor obviously first, even give their life for that wealth. What is the use after a person has given his life for the wealth? But people in previous times, they knew the priorities. That it is Iman. For the sake of Iman, they'll give their life. And then his life, for the sake of their life, then his honor. For the sake of their honor, they'll give their life. And after life is wealth. For the sake of saving their life, they'll give their wealth. But now Iman also goes away for wealth. 
If Iman goes away for wealth, what is honor? Honor is something by the side. As long as what comes, let it come. And life also goes in the process, doesn't matter. So wealth has become the deity. So, when there is a determined effort that I need to get to a certain direction, I need to make my iman, I need to make my amal, I need to make my ibadat correct, I need to make my muamalat right, I need to make my muasharat right, my home must be the way Nabi Salaam has taught. The interaction at home must be the way Nabi Salaam taught us. The akhlaq must be his akhlaq. When there is a determined effort to start off with, then there will be the things that this intention, that determined intention, this intention will drive a person to now start making dua for that also. He'll ask others to make dua. He will then now try to move on, which will bring him to the next step. Learning how to get there. So a person wants to reach the destination, so he's got the determined intention to go there, now he wants to find out the road. What is the road that leads there? So he must get the right road. person wants to reach Makkah Mukarramah, but then he sits in the plane that is going to New York and Paris, then he's not going to reach Makkah Mukarramah. So he wants to reach Madinah Munawara, but then he's sitting in the plane that's going to London, he can't reach there. Likewise, a person wants to reach Allah Ta'ala, but he's sitting in the, in the vehicle that is going to take him towards shaitan, how is he going to reach Allah Ta'ala? He wants to reach Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but he is seated in the vehicle that is of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. So how is that vehicle going to take him towards Madina Munawara? That vehicle will take him to the west. His marriages are like that. His funerals are like that. His business is like that. His home is like that. Everything is the way of the Yahud and Nasara. How they conduct their marriages, he conducts his marriages. What kind of haram they indulge in is not even, there is no concept of haram in their books. But all that becomes part of his customs or part of his functions because that is a vehicle he's seated in. So how is he going to reach the closeness of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam whose shafaat and intercession he'll need on the day of Qiyamah? So the first thing is this determined intention. And this is where shaitan makes the first attack that prevents a person from even intending that I want to make my five times salah properly with jama'ah, with takbir awla, I want to make it with khushu and khudu, doesn't allow him to make that intention also. I can't do it. And this is the biggest trap of shaitan, when shaitan puts this in the heart, I can't do it. And neither would anybody ever succeed if he thinks he can do it of his own accord. But a mu'min, he says, inshallah, with the help of Allah Ta'ala, I'll do it. Everything he is qualified with the help of Allah Ta'ala, with the will of Allah Ta'ala. But what is meant to happen, what is meant to acquire, he'll say, inshallah, I'll do it. So then he will learn the road also. What is the road to get there? The correct road, not the wrong road. The wrong road will take him in the wrong place. So the correct road in deen will be learned from those who have already walked the road. Those ulama-i kiram, those mashayikh, those ahlullah, those pious people who have passed their lives in a way that they have already attained this marifat of Allah Ta'ala. They have gained this recognition of Allah Ta'ala. They have learned the path. They have seen the ups and downs. They have seen all the obstacles and hurdles and how to go past this. So now we will have to go and learn from them. With that sincerity, with that talab and desire to learn it. 
So, together with the intention, we will have to learn the path. Learning the path alone is not sufficient. Then we will have to make our own effort. Learning the path, the guide will only teach the path. The guide will only guide, but the person will have to walk. So together with that, we will have to make our effort. That temptations that will come from nafs and shaitan, we will have to crush it. The people of the past didn't just become what they became just like that. They also made this determined effort also. They also suppressed their the desires that came from the side of nafs and shaitan. They broke their hearts in the process, but they didn't allow that to become an obstacle in the way. One great personality of his time, Hazrat Sulaiman bin Yasar rahmatullahi just to understand that this is something that happened in every era, that people were faced with these situations, but they remained firm, and they made the correct effort. Sulaiman bin Yasar rahmatullahi great muhaddis also, he is traveling with a friend of his. So they come and they stop at a certain point, they needed to rest or whatever, so they camped there, and now this was at the foot of one hill, foot of a mountain or something. When they pitched camp there, on the top of the hill was one house. From the top of the hill, this one young girl, she sees Suleiman bin Yasar Rahmatullahi, who was an extremely handsome person. And in that one moment, this became engulfed in her heart that she wanted to now somehow trap him into haram. So she started observing from the top of this hill, was going on. After a while, they were hungry, they needed to eat something, buy some food. So now they discussed between themselves, that okay, who will go and buy something? So the friend, he offered, or maybe whatever, it was his turn. He said, well, let me go into the village and see whatever I can buy and come along. So in any case, he left. As soon as he left, and this girl is sitting at the top of the hill and she's observing what's going on, and she realized that now one person has gone and this person is alone in the tent, she immediately came down. Now she was also a person of great beauty herself. And Suleiman bin Yasar is a young person of extreme beauty and in his youth. So she comes and she walks right at, into this tent. And he is sitting there and he suddenly gets a startled. What is your problem? Why have you come here? So she says, I'm in need. So he asked, do you want food or money? So she says, no, I want that which a woman wants from a man. Now imagine the situation. Imagine that he is a person who is alone. He is being confronted with this situation. And there is a beautiful young girl in front of him. And she is herself inviting towards his haram. So he kept silent for a short while and then he began crying. And then he began crying very loudly. So when he began crying loudly, she quickly disappeared from there because she got afraid that just now it's going to attract somebody's attention. They're going to come to see what's going on here and it'll become a problem for me. So she left and went away. So after some time, this friend returned. The friend returned so he sees Suleiman bin Yasar, he sees him that his eyes are red, it's obvious he was crying. So he asked him what happened. 
Why were you crying? So he replies and says, no, I was just thinking of the family. Now look at this also. He is not trying to advertise his piety. He's not trying to make a name for himself. This is what happened and I, look how good I am. No, he's, this is all by the help of Allah Ta'ala and there is nothing for a person to claim anything for himself. Allah Ta'ala takes away that help for one moment and everything is gone. So in any case, he just said, no, I was thinking of the family. This person said, impossible, I know you. I travel long with you and I know you very well. If you think of your family to start off with, you're not going to cry like this. And that too, in our context, that is all just perhaps some cover-up story. So he says, you tell me the truth. I'm not going to let you go until you tell me exactly what happened. So when this person insisted and he wouldn't let go, eventually Suleiman bin Yassar explained to him everything what happened. When he explained to him, this person started crying. His friends started crying. Asked him, why are you crying? So he says, I am thinking about the situation. Had it been in reverse, had you gone to buy the food and I was alone in the tent, and I was confronted with this situation, would my iman have remained safe? Or would I have become the muscle of shaitan? Now look at the fear of Allah Ta'ala. He is not playing a hero himself also. That well, I was here, I would have done the same thing. No big deal. No, he's afraid about himself. He's not claiming any kind of purity for himself. In Surah Yusuf, this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that Yusuf made an open declaration, I don't claim any kind of purity for myself, whereas he was masoom. I don't claim any kind of being not, blame, not blamed in any way, or blameworthy in any way, whereas he was not blameworthy, he was masoom. Says, Inna nafsala ammaratum bisu. This nafs keeps inciting towards evil. Illa ma rahima rabbi. Except whom Allah Ta'ala shows his rahmat upon. In any case, this incident came and went. That night, this person, Suleiman bin Yasar rahmatullahi, goes to sleep. And in the sleep, he sees in the dream Hazrat Yusuf alayhi So when he sees Yusuf alayhi he asks him, that, Who are you? So he says, I am Yusuf. So he says, Yusuf Siddiq. Because in the Quran, this is how Yusuf Siddiq. So Yusuf, the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, Siddiq, he says, Yes, Yusuf Siddiq. So Suleiman bin Yasar in the dream, he's talking to him. And he's saying to him, Subhanallah, your incident with Zulaikha was indeed amazing. Where she trapped you inside that house and locked the doors and invited you towards haram and you fled and you said, Qala ma'adallah, innahu rabbi ahsana maswai that I seek the protection of Allah Ta'ala. And you fled from there. Indeed, your situation was amazing. Yusuf in the dream says to him, your situation is more amazing. Your situation is more amazing. I'm the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. I'm masoom. I'm sinless. And Allah Ta'ala's divine protection is with me. You are not masoom. And you still remain chaste and pure. Your situation is more amazing. But the lesson in this, that they were also confronted with all this. He was also insan. He was also a human being. 
He was also somebody who had the same feelings that other human beings have. But, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةِ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا That he made that determined effort as well to annihilate that nafs, to crush it, not to give in to those temptations. Then, فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ Together with Iman, فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا These are the people whose effort Allah Ta'ala then appreciates. Allah Ta'ala is above everything. But Allah Ta'ala is shakur, most appreciative. That a person does something which is not even worthy of acceptance. But he made the semblance of an effort. Allah Ta'ala's grace is such, Allah Ta'ala accepts that also. Here is the real example that Allah Ta'ala showed the, the effect of his effort. That the same night, Yusuf Ali Salaam is giving him this glad tidings in the dream. So one is the determined intention. With the intention, you've got to know the path. You've got to walk the right path. But together with walking the right path, knowing the path, we have to walk it also. Knowing the path is good in, not good enough, we have to make that effort to traverse that path, to get to that destination. When a person does this, وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ Together with that iman that is necessary, فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا Then Allah Ta'ala says, these people, their efforts, Allah Ta'ala will now be giving them the full reward of it. In one hadith it is mentioned, وَمَنْ مَاتَ عَلَىٰ تَرِيقٍ فَهُوَ مِنْهُ That a person who passes away on a path, he will be counted as among the people of that path. So a person who is walking on the path of reaching Allah Ta'ala, he's walking and falling and slipping and waking up and walking again and falling and slipping, but he hasn't stopped walking. When he fell, he woke up woke up and carried on walking. Someday life is going to go, but if he is still making that effort to continue walking, and he passed away on the path of going to Allah Ta'ala, then in that last moment of life, Allah Ta'ala will take him to the end of Vilayat. The in very well-known hadith about the person who was on the way to Toba. Person who had committed hundred murders, and now he was on his way. He came to some pious person. Long incident. We know the incident. Came finally to some pious person, some learned person, and the learned person told him, "There can be nothing between you and Toba. Whatever you did, go back to Allah Taala, but don't stay here in this place. This place is an evil place." You have to go to a place where there are pious people. So you move on to that place. The lesson that in order to gain istiqamat on that toba, we will have to keep ourselves in the right environment. Person will make a sincere toba. He will be true in his toba. But if he is not going to stay in the right environments, keep far away from those things that become the means of sin, it's going to be very difficult to remain steadfast on that toba. But the person made the sincere toba and maintained the right environment, made the environment of the home conducive, got rid of all those instruments and devices that take him to haram, and keeping himself away from those means that lead him to sin, then inshallah he'll remain steadfast on that toba. So this person now was on the way, and on the way he passed away. He hadn't yet reached, but Allah Ta'ala made him be counted amongst those who had reached. Allah Ta'ala caused even the earth towards the destination to contract. It's a lengthy incident where the malaika were sent to arbitrate. But eventually, he was counted as among the people of Toba because he was on the road to Toba. 
So if we keep walking onto the road to get to Allah Ta'ala, in the process we are slipping sometimes and falling sometimes by mistake and by chance, and immediately the person is waking up, cleaning himself and walking, inshallah, summa inshallah, he will be someday, when life will go, he will be counted among the awliya of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the fundamentals of this success. The first thing is that determined intention. So we have to look into our lives. What are the things missing that I need to now bring into my life? To start off with, to make a determined intention to bring these things. What are the things in my life which I got to get rid of? So the first step is to make the determined intention to get rid of them. When there is this determined intention, then dua will start. Earnest dua for ourselves will make. We'll ask others to make. Then we will start taking advice. But now how does this become a reality in my life? How do I get to where I want to get to? And together with that advice, then we will make that effort as well. Allah Ta'ala then will make it out of His grace and mercy. Allah Ta'ala makes it possible for a person to reach that destination. May Allah wa Ta'ala grant me and all of us the tawfiq that we make the firm intention to bring the entire deen into our lives, to give up every sin and to become the true servants of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala keep us with Iman, take us with Iman, and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 
ഹസീരീൻ والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We are your most sinful servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all the wrongs we have done, Ya Allah. We cannot hide anything from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of everything, Ya Allah. You know what our eyes have looked at, Ya Allah. You know what our ears have listened to, Ya Allah. What our tongues have spoken your way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what our hands have touched you, are knowing, Ya Allah. You know that as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know where our feet have walked, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what is in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite whatever we have done, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are turning to you alone, Ya Allah. Only you can be turned to, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all the sins of the day and night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins we've done deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, shower your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you make us your true servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the true determination, Ya Allah. Grant us the determined intention, Ya Allah. Grant us the true road, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to make the 
correct effort, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Save us from becoming the slaves of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, for too long we have followed nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. All this has brought is, Ya Allah, misery to us, Ya Allah. It only brought pain and suffering, Ya Allah. It only brought heartache, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, it split us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, it has made our homes Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, it has made our communities Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, this is all due to our sins, Ya Allah. It is all due to have left the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa All due to have forsaken your commands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the tawfiq of coming back onto the way of the Quran and Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Give us the mu'asharat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Allah, give us the correct mu'amalat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the strength of iman, Ya Allah. Give us taqwa, Ya Allah. Give us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us your fear, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make your love the greatest thing in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us your love more than everything, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the wealth of, Ya Allah, the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the muhabbat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the muhabbat of deen, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with the muhabbat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. With the muhabbat of Salah, Ya Allah. With the muhabbat of all the righteous actions, Ya Allah. With the muhabbat of the love of deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the, Ya Allah, the taste of sins from our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Let us detest sin like we detest filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Make us feel, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nauseous when sin is inviting us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you turn us away and protect us and guide us, Ya Allah, when shaitan and nafs are tempting us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, we cannot be saved without your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves to the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayn fa innaka in takilna ila anfusina takilna ila da'fi wa dhambi wa awrati wa khati'ah Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, accept us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept our families, Ya Allah. Accept our progenies, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah, remove their suffering and hardship, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them hidayat as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from those amal that bring down the azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every taste of the illness, ya Allah. Allah, those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, ya Allah. Allah, those who don't have jobs, give them halal and tayyib risk, ya Allah. Give them good jobs, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, whatever anxieties, depression, worries people are in, ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are Allah. Allah, we have raised their hands to this dua, ya Allah. You are the know of the unseen, ya Allah. You know each person's needs, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, ya Allah. Allah, remove each one's difficulties, ya Allah. Allah, grant each one's, ya Allah, pious aspirations, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirah to each one, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them, Allah, give them the best of dunya and akhirah, ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Allah, grant them all their pious aspirations, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak, ya Allah. Months that have already come to us, Ya Allah. The months of Hajj have started, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, these are the months of sacrifice, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the lesson of sacrifice, Ya Allah. Enable us to sacrifice all our haram desires, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to sacrifice all the haram out of our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to, Ya Allah, make the sacrifice that will become pleasing to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You become us, ya, ours, Ya Allah. 
and make us yours, Ya Allah. And let you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. And let you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Allahu Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that the Nabi Salaam asked for. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good. Whatever Nabi Salaam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we are also seeking refuge from it, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين